Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we travel north of the border to broadcast with one of Canada's finest radio talents, and we waste it all talking about poutine. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, north of our country is a vast expanse of snow and ice populated by brilliant men and women Wearing heavy down coats. But enough about my mother-in-law. <laughs> Thank you. Joining us from the great nation of Canada and the great city of Montreal, the great radio broadcaster, Mr. Jonathan Goldstein. How are you, Mr. Goldstein? I'm good. I'm all giggly. Thank you for that. Isn't that great, though? A beautiful tribute to that was, uh, my country. That was impromptu. It was a tribute to your uh, you great were... nation. It was a tribute to your great status as uh, uh, as a radio host, host of the CBC and PRI program, Wiretap. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing it left out was your status as uh, probably best-selling author. An author of books. Uh, I don't know about uh, best-selling, but yeah. It's one of the best-selling alternate uh, Bible story books. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible, your new book. So it's second yeah. after that one book, uh, the Gospel According to Ted, or whatever it was called. Biff. Uh, I don't know that that one. Yeah, that was a, another alternate Bible that was was sold well. Okay. The Gospel According to Biff, I think. Yep. Uh, no, I don't know either. You got anything for me, Jordan? I don't. Gospel nothing. According to Biff. Nope. Is that striking anything? I. Uh, I'm thinking. I just just. I'm just trying to think of something about Back to the Future to say. <laughs> Although, Jordan, I mean, to be completely honest, you're usually just trying to think about something, something about Back to the Future. Oh, here's something about Back to the Future to say. Uh, Isn't it odd that in the world of the back in the world of Back to the Future, newspapers have such um, have such non headlines like, uh, you know, when they correct the future, newspapers go from bad to good. You're aware uh-huh. of this in the Back to the Future movies. Uh-huh. Uh, so Doc Brown institutionalized being on the front page. Uh, by the way, that's not front page material anyway. No, I mean, lots of people are institutionalized every day. <laughs> sure. Uh, just because uh, people lose their minds. Uh, they are not can't be responsible for themselves. Uh, they have to be institutionalized. And uh, if they're ju- uh, just a doctor... That's not enough of a distinguishing characteristic to make front page news. No, but when they correct uh, when they correct history, uh, they Doc Brown institutionalized changes to Doc Brown honored, and has him like getting a plaque. It's like also also seemingly seemingly not front page news. But that's the that's the opposite. That's the bizarro version of getting institutionalized. <laughs> yeah, is getting a is getting a award. You didn't a plaque. know that it's it's that's their their sides of the same coin. Institutionalized and honored. Hmm. You get a medal. Either possibly. either way, I'm just thinking that it seems like Hill Valley needs to uh, 
needs to hire some new reporters. I was watching King of the Hill uh, yesterday. Surprise, surprise. This is all I do in my free time, by the way. Just so, just to bring you uh, up to date, Jonathan Goldstein. All I do in my free time is watch the television program King of the Hill. I was watching King of the Hill, and uh, uh, Cotton, Hank Hill's father, was at a wedding, and he was wearing one of those medals around his neck, like Dracula wears. Uh, it was really great. It made me really want to wear a medal around my neck, like Dracula. Do you, you have know, a, Do you have a medal to wear? I have some. Uh, over my, my dad's house, I got those academic decathlon medals. I think I threw those out though. That's that's probably healthy. You feel not really to keep. I, I would I would suggest not uh, not at twenty seven redonning your high school decathlon medals. Academic decathlon. Ac- excuse me. <laughs> Specifically, academic decathlon. let's be specific here, Jordan. You're not running any decathlons. No, absolutely not. There's no javelin javelin successes in my past. Yeah. Although I would like to be a javelin success. Jonathan, uh, do you have a high school distinction that you uh, won't shut up about? <laughs> um, I'm sorry. What was yeah? But what was your great high school accomplishment? I did uh, nothing. Nothing really. Nothing comes to mind. Uh, I won a poetry contest in grade six. That's or rather, pretty sorry, good. Sixth grade. What was your poem about? Uh, it was about Christmas. Oh, that's great. Well, nothing. Nothing has more emotional power to an eleven-year-old than Christmas. Yeah. Well, I was Jewish, as I am now. Yeah. <laughs> but I sort of felt like. Uh, it was going to go over bigger with the with the judges and oh. the Hanukkah poem. Right. So did you just change Hanukkah to Christmas? And they're like, we we really like the uh, metaphorical power of extending Christmas over the course of a week or so. Um, no, I just really went full hog with uh, with Christmas. It was really all about Christmas, about flying reindeer and uh, Jesus, yeah. and a little, a little sprinkling of Jesus. Did it rhyme? No, it didn't. Uh, which, uh, which, um, really, because I guess most set me poems apart. that involve reindeer mm-hmm. rhyme. I'm Christmas poems with reindeer in them usually rhyme. Yeah, I'm thinking back to uh, the night before Christmas. But you were like really inspired by you know the beat poets in sixth grade, so you know you just kind of went went off. Yeats, sure. Um, William Butler Yeats. Um, having a hard time remembering this particular poem, um, but I won a uh, uh, an agenda from the principal. Oh, like a planner? It. We would call it a planner. Yeah, it was from nineteen like eighty or something. Was it a trapper keeper? No, it was like a, a hardcover free uh, trapper keeper. There was no Velcro. It was just uh, like a straight ahead uh, calendar, a hardcover calendar. Um, which I never ended up uh, writing in, oh, because I was anal as just, a kid, and I wanted to preserve it. No, I kept it, uh, and there was an inscription from the principal that said, "To a great poet!" Exclamation <laughs> mark. <laughs> I like the, the principal. The principal wrote in it. That's good. Yeah, it is nice. Jordan, I want to take this opportunity to point out sure. that our program to this point has been completely clean, one hundred percent clean, safe for kids. Safe for families, sure. safe for the queasy, th- safe for moralistic judgers. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten, s- I'm not going to lie to you, Jordan. I've gotten a lot of emails talking about how much they loved our recent programs. Okay. Mm-hmm. I may have received one email that was, I don't, I'm no vulgarian, and I, I made that clear. Sure. But 
it wasn't achieving its maximum potential. The email wasn't? No. The, the email the, was... The message okay. contained was was that of a person who was not achieving his or her maximum potential. Well, it probably probably upset you. Jonathan, I want to invite you to join my boner society. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> uh, okay. It's not about sex. An it, actual erect. It's not about an actual like erection. Like 1920 style boners, like mistakes and errors. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's not about yucks. Uh, or uh, dunder-headed errors. Okay. Um, Jesse's not trying to uh, get you to cram a bunch of guys in a phone booth, if that's what <laughs> you're... Uh... Uh, I, I am trying to get you to sit on top of a flagpole, but that's as as part of an entirely different effort sure. where I try and get Canadian radio personalities to sit on top to of a flagpole. 1920s fraternity. Yeah, friends. the other day when I interviewed Terry O'Reilly, I was like, Terry O'Reilly, sit on top of a flagpole, for gosh sakes. You know, Barbara Budd, sit on top of a flagpole. But uh, in, in this case, it's specifically, this is an organization. Uh, we don't know what the synonym for uh, fraternal is that uh, encompasses all genders. But it's a fraternal organization that, that is open to all genders. It's a multi-ternal organization. It's a multi-ternal organization that's about achieving your maximum potential. Okay. I'm in. Wait, this isn't Scientology, is it? <laughs> it's like that, but uh, we will more... be we will be trying to get alien ghosts out of your blood. Um, <laughs> but uh, in all other respects, it's not at all like uh, Scientology. Oh, I have will be cruising the world on a yacht with a <laughs> team of high-ranking uh, boner society officials who will essentially be serving as my personal slaves. Okay. Wait, hold on. What email did you get? I feel like we're jumping around more than normal today. <laughs> now you're on a yacht. What was this email that you got? Somebody said that they had to listen to old Jordan Jesse goes to remember what they liked about our show. Oh, my. Because they thought our show had become too vulgar. No. Not profane, but specifically vulgar. Our show's always been profane. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> sure. We've been we've been swearing up a storm since day one, but uh, specifically the vulgarity. Now I think that this grows from a misconception about the boner society. <laughs> oh, Jonathan, I guess just to fill you in, yes. uh, last week Jesse proposed having starting a boner society. Okay. Uh, that is less about uh, the boner as you know, physical manifestation of arousal and more about uh, the boner as symbol for something uh, achieving its full potential. You're uh, talking about the male erection, though, right? Yes, yes. Our motto is ever skyward. Okay, so you're taking the, uh, you're taking the phallus, right? right? And you're using I've, it... Here's the thing. Okay. I had a great idea. What if the phallus could be a metaphor for other stuff. This is something I've thought up. I'm sururprised that others haven't thought of this up in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but what if the phallus could be a metaphor? What if it could be metaphorical? Like for uh, power or uh... achieving your maximum potential specifically. And you didn't consider the vagina? I consider I mean I don't have a vagina, so but it's not but it's not about uh, it's it's not about the the penis is what you're saying. A vagina is has a lot of strong muscles in it. Okay. We've learned if there's anything we've learned in doing this show, 
It's that a pussy is strong. And if you want to say something is weak, you should say it's balls. Um, because balls are weak. Or scrotum, which is weak. They're sensitive. Um, yeah, exactly. Sure. And, uh, uh, and so I, I don't mean to impugn a lady's parts. That's not what I'm here to do. Right. I'm not no. here to put down a lady's parts. What I'm saying here essentially is that uh, a gentleman's parts, when they become engorged, are a literal physical... Uh, it's like they're striving for the sky. They're, they're filling themselves with hope uh, because they want to make change in the world. Um, in, in a way that the... Uh, that a lady's parts don't have a similarly striking physical transformation, which is why we invite ladies to be part of the boner society. Cause it isn't just, it's about a metaphor. It is about a metaphor. It's about becoming human boners. Each exactly. And, every one of us. and ladies can get boners too. Don't get me wrong. We talked about this a little bit last week, but a lady can get a boner too. She's got a little boner part on the outside and a larger <laughs> boner part on the <laughs> inside. And so, uh. The point is that That's it's sexy. about achieving, <laughs> achieving. Look, this is not about sexiness. This is not about arousal. Right. Don't drag the boner society through the mud with your filthy thoughts and ideas. Have you heard of hanging brain? I recently was taught about this. Hanging brain. Uh, oh, I, as 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 prank as like, like hey, look just, at the brain. Well, like you're just standing there, say at the zoo, you know, looking in at the monkey cage, and you have your testicles hanging out of your fly. Yeah, and I, that's called hanging brain. There was a guy. Uh, there was a uh, um, a guy I went to high school with who famously would pull out the brain, and uh, <laughs> I remember he worked at. Uh, <laughs> he worked at the uh, the sub shop. You see, it's a metaphor, also, right? No, for this brains, is a literal... for, for something cerebral. Uh, and might I add, the the uh, the boner doesn't last. Have you thought of that? That's Didn't true, but no, I mean, that's a good point. That might be, the, that's, might be the chink in our armor. That's why. But, um, that's why our our primary uh, Latin motto is ad astra, which means uh, essentially to the heavens or to the stars, or, or to as the vagina. we or as we <laughs> translate it, ever skyward. Okay. Um, uh, our secondary Latin motto is uh, sic transit gloria, uh, which is glory fades. Hmm. Your friend from high school uh, worked at the sandwich shop and would uh, and would pull out the brain while there was customers in and trick his friends into looking at it. <laughs> that was it. Trick I, his friends into looking at it. You know, just like you know, <clears throat> you know the game where you make the uh, little circle with your hand and then you oh yeah and you do this. No, I don't you know think this I know game. that game. Okay, here's the the it's a famous game that you play. We make an okay symbol with your fingers. Right. And if you bring it above your shoulders or below your waist and somebody looks at it, you get to punch them. Um, and the the complication is if they can stick their finger into it, then they get to punch you. Um, this is kind of something along the lines of, uh, you know, slug bug, punch buggy, you know. It, it sounds a little gay. It Sure. It's very gay. No, absolutely. It's as, 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 you know, as games... As aggressive games played by teenage males tend to be, yes. So you're trying to penetrate the the OK symbol with with your with your rigid uh, index finger. Yes, right. Okay. Your hand boner, and there's punching also. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. 
and uh, humping. But, but this but this guy's use of the hanging brain was kind of similar to this in kind of like tricking people into looking at his balls and then feeling like he had put one over on them when they did. I it, think it's it, the ultimate prank. It, it is the ultimate prank. <laughs> the ultimate prank. <laughs> I feel like that prank just found out it's a real princess. That's how ultimate it is, Jordan. Sure. Oh my goodness gracious. Um anyway, it really what we're trying to do is is build a castle in the in the clouds and then live in it. Essentially. Sure. That's another way I would describe and, it. And okay. And how many people have joined this club? So far, me and Jordan. Jordan, are you in? Uh, I'm kind of on the fence at this point. <laughs> Do you have a manifesto? Um, well, I guess we've heard ooh, it. Right? That would be good. We, we should, should have like we should a have a, a manifesto that has uh, like not, whereas or womanifesto. Yeah. We've got you sure. know what you know what person festo. You know what we have that's really nice is some of our listeners have been uh, working on. We wanted really wanted to start with a crest, um, just for the society, just like a uh, cool. Uh, crest ideas, um, and I was really, I was really happy because um, one of the forum members, Commander K, uh, not only did they start to work out a really nice crest that involves a shield and the slogan "Ad Astra" and stars in the sun to symbolize the heavens or ever skyward. Yeah, um, it has a B and an S in the uh, heraldry there. Um, but he also worked it out on graph paper, which I really like. Very nice. Because uh, it ensures that it's orderly. Yeah. Would that remain a part of the actual uh, the, the crest that you're going to go to the T-shirt shops with? The graph paper? Well, yeah. if we could get graph T-shirt blanks. I mean, I think yeah. that's ultimately going to be the challenge. Mm. Um, uh, they're, they're tough to find. And when you do find them, they're tough to uh, pry out of the hands of somebody who's got them. <laughs> now, I, I just kind of want to really quick go back to this email that uh, yeah. was criticizing us for being too vulgar. Too blue. Yeah. Uh, now, John, I, I, you, you work on Canadian public radio. Um, so yeah, so it, to speak. And uh, and I've I, I've I've been been you know lucky enough to to be able, be asked to appear on your program and kind of something, I have not something we're we're still looking for the right project, you and me. Okay. Great. Yeah. He doesn't want to blow his wad. Sure. On. Uh, anyway, I'd rather focus on the funny guy. Sure, which I can understand. Yeah, um, but something I I I noticed that You're was very funny was was an issue was what you know can and can't be said. And you said that uh, on the Canadian radio, and you said that maybe they're they're you know kind of err on the side of you know assuming that the Canadian standards are are pretty strict. Yeah, yeah. I I think it. Uh, are we talking yeah. about uh, the use of uh, uh, douchebag? Douchebag. Yeah. Douchebag. Uh, I think it's probably more me. Whenever I go to my boss about whether we should use certain words, she's usually like, "Yeah, gotcha. like no problem." But uh, I usually, I'm. I guess I'm the. I've had douchebag come up on my show. I had to go to a panel of bosses mm-hmm. to to check out douchebag. Well, here's the thing. I mean, your listenership might be younger. No. no, I'm well, on public radio. We're talking about 53-year-olds. So Right. So their generation, they hear douchebag. They're thinking, they're visualizing an actual douchebag. So it's a lot filthier, I think, for Where, them. Whereas I think I was 20 years old when I realized that, that a douchebag was a literal physical object. There you go. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And involved a bag. You know that schmaltz is an actual thing, right? No, that I had no in idea. reality to know that? No. Um, I was just in New York, and I went to this Romanian Jewish restaurant, and they prepare for you chopped liver in a big salad bowl at your table, Benihana style. And uh, she pulls out this container 
of uh, uh, schmaltz, which you refer to as Jewish olive oil. But schmaltz is uh, it's it's uh, liquid animal fat. Oh wow! Yeah, it's an actual that thing. That sounds tasty. It was it was amazing. I mean, I felt like I I might have a heart attack in the booth, <laughs> but. Uh, it was it was actually right before the uh, the book launch, and uh, after that, I, I felt like launching a nap more than more than the book. <laughs> but it's a real thing. The maiden voyage of the SS nap. Uh, wouldn't it be awesome if every time Jonathan Goldstein took a nap, he like took a bottle of champagne and cracked it on the bottom of his bed? Yes, it would be. Yeah. So what was the verdict on douchebag for uh, the Canadian Broadcasting well, c- Corporation? Because, well, we were in the situation where the word douchebag uh, was <laughs> right. Should, should we explain the whole gag? Uh, I mean, is it worth sure. going Sure. I mean, yeah, I don't know if you want to, you know. Yeah, sure. I, uh, yeah, why not? Let's... Jordan appeared on Jonathan's radio program. And he was appearing as a guy who had achieved internet celebrity uh, on YouTube by having been <laughs> having a it? having a jellyfish dropped on my face <laughs> <laughs> while, while sunbathing on the beach yes. by your little brother, right? And and uh, and we were trying to think, or you came up with the the very funny title for like a real typical YouTube video name, which would have been something like sunbathing douchebag. Sure, yeah, <laughs> because the language of the internet right. is generally right. cruel, right? Yeah. And uh, and and then well, I, and then I said, well, maybe we should substitute douchebag for something else. Uh, and suggested, we were... of course, jerkwad. Oh. Yeah, that no, might have been no. problematic too. But yeah, it was yeah. really hard. We spent a lot of time trying to figure out a word that would have had the same power as douchebag, and sure. we we couldn't. You we know, ended up settling on moron, I think. Yeah, yeah, which isn't the same. We, or jackass, maybe. When I checked in, what I do? I is, think it was moron because we were worried about maybe people people, people making, farmers. Maybe, <laughs> or I was going to say the show Jackass, like some there were some right, people being right, confused. Right, 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 right. That's true. Yeah. Uh, when I had this mm. come up, a guest in an interview used the word douchebag. Um, and I have like this panel of elders that I consult with, which is a couple of program directors of stations. So I'll check with my man Terry at KUSP, the original station that carried the Sound of Young America, and uh, Chris Bannon at WNYC, and so on. I'll, I'll, I'll send it out to a couple of different people to get there, a couple of different program directors to get a feeling in different places. And uh, the consensus response to douchebag I was pretty sure they weren't going to let me let let a guest say douchebag um, because they're very careful about these kind of things. But it turns out the law in the United States is sexual or excretory uh, function. So jerkwad, for example, uh, is I guess refers to when you the semen that comes out when you masturbate, I guess, um, and that is sexual. Uh-huh. That's clearly a reference to sexual sexuality and so you can't have you can't have that but a douchebag is while it it has to do with a lady's lady parts um is non-sexual and non-excretory although i mean i guess you know the the excretory in this case specifically is pee poop vomit so like given that it's not sexual not excretory apparently you're allowed to say douchebag as much as you want on the radio is that so yeah So you can call like you can you can call someone a um, uh, tampon if you wanted to. Uh, yeah, exactly. You could huh. call someone a uh, uh, you know a maxi pad, a maxi pad, a tampon, uh, a butt wipe. No, you couldn't. I don't think. No, you that's, 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 that's excretory. That yeah. Huh. Huh. Interesting. I'm fascinated by it. I'll tell you what. 
Hmm. Me too. <laughs> Thanks, Jordan. That's just that's exactly what we're looking now, for. I, uh, working for a uh, working for a young person's cable television network, uh, saying douchebag on air is kind of my stock and trade. So, yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I I have never had to fight for the word douchebag. <laughs> I would think that they wouldn't let you say douchebag for that reason. Um. Yeah, no, they're 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 fine with it. It's I mean, it's so much a part of the young dude vernacular now that yeah, it's meaning as something other than just calling somebody a jerk is 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 gone, you know. Yeah. They ask that you not call someone douchebag and instead just call them gay. Sure. <laughs> Please. <sighs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. With us, of course, the great Jonathan Goldstein. One of the great pleasures of appearing on this program. And I've been told that the pleasures of appearing on this program are multitude, or multitudinous, I should say. Um is that you get to make up a nickname for yourself. So you should work on that. Just chew that over. Oh. Uh, yeah. If it's any guidance, uh, all-around class act and uh, Studio 360 host uh, Kurt Anderson, Explodo. Hey, Explodo. It's kind of the one to beat at this point. Yeah, that's an all-timer. Explodo. That's um, one for the record books. Yeah. Uh, last of the Red Hot Douchebags. No, that's way too complicated. You think about think. it. Think about it. Yeah. yeah, don't. You don't have to decide now. Yeah. If I was like, if I was just gonna say something right now, it would be Mr. Pants. But <laughs> didn't we already had a pants-related one recently? I don't know. We may. Have. I think Wasn't anything... Rob Corddry's pants-related. I believe you're correct. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't want people to think Goldstein's biting Corddry. No, he's not. If anything, Corddry's biting Goldstein. Sure. I once had him read one of my stories, which was like one of the biggest thrills. Really? Uh, this charity event, yeah. Um, it was the first time I'd ever heard anybody read one of my own stories. It was a very strange experience, but it was cool. It was um, it was this story about uh, dating Lois Lane after she breaks up with Superman. Sure, sure. And he did, and I th- and I don't know if this is so. It sounds it was, great. Where did uh, what's what what's this? What's what collection is this from? It's uh, it, no collection. It was just on This American Life. Okay. And uh, he. I'm imagining it was just really a strange feeling, like hearing someone get joke, like get laughs from jokes that you had written, but he's telling them in this great way that you wouldn't have thought. Tell, I don't know. Yeah, it was interesting, and I think he might have also been wearing a superhero outfit. Well, <laughs> I only heard the audio of it. I, I didn't. There was no video. It's amazing. It's amazing to hear someone uh, get new laughs out of something that you wrote that you didn't imagine were there. Yeah, and it also makes you upset because it makes you think, "Why didn't I think of that laugh? I wrote this." Yeah, at least that's my experience. Sure, Jordan, I have a question for you. Yes, I, I, as you know, last semester I took basketball at the Los Angeles City College. Mm-hmm. Had a great time. Um, I didn't make any new friends, but I'd like to. I'd like to have more activities in my life. And I'd like to make more new pals. Yeah. Because I've been having such a great time. I've, I, Of course, I've always been pals with Jordan. Pals with uh, a Lonely Sandwich. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam from You Look Nice Today. That's about it on the pals front for me here in Los Angeles. I have friends here. Sure. 
but not for pal stuff. Yeah, hmm. just a I'm general. surprised to hear that. It's tough. Around. It's tough to get from friend from acquaintances to pals. Yeah, I have uh uh you know, so you guys know I uh I met a guy. Okay. Um, What's he like? Um he's great. I know him from uh I know him from from comedy from the kind of LA kind of live comedy scene which is kind of my Is it wait is it? Can I guess who it is? Yeah, you can guess. Is it Andy Kindler? It's not Andy Kindler. He's is more of a peer. What's the point? Huh? Then what's the point? This guy is. Does it make you jealous? If or? it's not Andy Kindler, then what the fuck is the point of befriending him? I'm just saying this guy is great. You okay. don't. Uh, he doesn't. Hasn't reached the promise. I would say he has the charm of a young Andy Kindler. Oh wow, that's a lot of charm. Yeah. Um. And you Andy know, Kindler plus vivaciousness is what sure. it sounds like to me. And uh, I know him. And um. You know, we've worked on a few kind of comedy projects together and have gotten along, you know, really well. He's, uh, you know, so funny and 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 nice. And you know, I, I I went to his house once for a rehearsal and just, you know, great movie collection, uh, awesome like Italian posters of you know like uh, like seventies exploitation movies on the wall. Uh, just you know, all around all around class act, and I think great buddy material. But I don't know how to, like, okay, so so if we have a comedy thing to work out or if we're, you know, if we are at a kind of adjoining bar after a comedy performance, we talk and it's easy and, and natural. But I would like to get to the point where I can ask this guy to see a movie or to just come over and, you know, play video games I for a couple hours. I can't do that either. It's, ne- it's never going to happen. So hard. Yeah. It, wow, you're saying I, no. I, I kind of feel like at a certain, past a certain age, it's just, uh, you're just stuck with the friends that you made in grade school. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and, and, and even, if you ha- even if you hate them, you know, they're just in your life forever and that's it. Sure. You know, most of my friends hate me, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's still a strong friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Know? I mean... Yeah, I mean, I, 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 you know, I have, I have buddies from high school. Uh, yeah. I, I went to high school about you know an hour south of here, and um, you know, uh, I have a couple buddies who are still kind of hanging around there, and um, you know, I cannot talk to them for, you know, four months, five months. But if I'm down visiting my mom, I can just call them up and say, let's go to a movie, and it's the easiest thing in mm-hmm. the world and the most natural, and always, yeah. always takes, and it's never weird. Uh, but yeah, but I feel like if I was to call up this guy and just say like, you know, hey, I need a I need another one for for rock band tonight, then mm-hmm. it, it would be it would be weird. Oh wait, maybe poker games? Is that what oh, is yeah. that what adult males do? No, no, that's a good Teresa and it, I recently played a game of Scrabble. Well like a group like a group? you had a group. No, over it was just, just us, but it was still it was a really good step for me. How does that yeah. help how does that help this discussion? Well, you played a board game with your wife. That's something a person does. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jordan. I'm sorry. I'm just. You, but Jamie, now that you, you know you're married, I mean, you, my my dad has no friends. He's never had any. That's friends That's what as long I'm terrified of. My dad yeah. doesn't have any friends either. Um, and 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 the For a while, I'll tell you what. For a while, my well, my dad and my stepmother don't get along particularly well. Um, my for a while, my dad was friends with. Our neighbor. Um, we had this neighbor. Uh, I can't even think of what his name was. It was like Augusto or something like that. Uh-huh. And my dad and Augusto would go, like, my dad's favorite thing in the world is to go to the movies. 
My dad loves going to the movies like nobody's business. He loves going to any movie, mm. any movie at all. My dad will go seriously any movie, and it's not because he's not discerning. That's what's so weird about it. My dad understands the difference between a good movie and a bad movie. He just doesn't care that much. He just loves the experience of being in a theater. Yeah, he'll like tell he'll tell you you know I don't know what's a good example of an unpleasant. Uh, high quality movie but like a dancer in the dark or something something that's really miserable but well crafted Mm -hmm. he understands that he enjoys seeing that movie and he'll call me to tell me how amazing it was Uh, he will also go see like a cell animated film not made by Disney (laughs) like he will go see like whatever he'll go see like uh I don't even know, like... Um, Monsters Mo- vs. Aliens? Monsters versus Aliens, if, oh, absolutely. But, I mean, that's like a premium. He would go see Taxi, starring Jimmy Fallon and Queen Latifah. <laughs> is is he masturbating in the movie theater? <laughs> <laughs> he may be. I mean, I don't know. Okay. Uh, I haven't seen him do it. I've gone with yeah, him. Yeah, he probably just grew up in a in uh, an era when where you, the only place if you wanted to masturbate sure yeah you put on your overcoat and you know that explains why he there. keeps one of those big bags of popcorn on his bedside table like one of those kind of bag boxes the, sure. the, the mickey rourke talking about the mickey rourke from diner box sure. yeah exactly yeah, the classic mm. i had no, i always thought that was for midnight snacks but that explains why he never replaces the popcorn or never asks for extra butter because mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah. he hey, eats his hey. own semen. Okay, so Your my dad. dad was my dad was <laughs> friends with his neighbor for a while, and they would go to the movies, and they would go see like a Harrison Ford movie or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And uh, it worked out great for them. Um, but I feel like I am quick. I am like well on my way to never making a new pal. And because I moved to Los Angeles like immediately after the time when you make pals. Like most of my like lifelong pals outside of Jordan are in the Bay Area or uh, in, on the East Coast in New mm-hmm. York or something like that where they went after school. So I'm completely incapable of I'm completely incapable of making that move, and it's comp- it's compounded in my case by the fact that I hate almost everyone. Like I just have no interest. <laughs> Not hate. Hate is too strong of a word. I'm bored by and disinterested by ninety percent of people. Is that is that an issue for you at all, Jordan? Uh, You're a more tolerant man than I. Yeah, I mean, I'm fairly intolerant. Right. Let's, uh, but I guess, uh, I guess, if we were to pick which one of the two of us was more intolerant, right? Uh, you know, but it sounds like this is a common anxiety. It sounds like we all kind of feel this. It's like, so, I mean, what can we do? I don't know. Let's be part of the. Do you let's think be part it's of like the this, solution here? Do you think like, it's like? Do you think it's like this for girls? No, it seems. Do like... Do you think they just they just like uh, they just like meet each other while they're shopping, and then they just talk about their boyfriend's wieners or something? Well, they, they, that's fights. my impression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, they they bridge the gap with a brief pillow fight, and then they brush each other's hair and get on with it. Uh, no, you know, I th- they just what they do is they each look at each other and they say which one from Sex in the City they are, yeah, and if it's different, they can hang out. Right. Um, no, you know, I think it's a, a little bit easier for women um i i although i can't put my finger on why i think that maybe it's just grass is always i really you know what i've been finding myself wishing yeah it does you know what i've been finding myself wishing lately boobs i am a i'm a committed atheist um i mean i'm not com- a committed atheist in the sense that uh i'm i'm like one of those people who was a dick about it but like i'm i'm totally an atheist just don't believe in god at all 
And I find myself thinking, man, I wish I could go to church. Yeah. Because I have gone to church in my life. I used to work at a church. And when you're at church, you're like automatically pals with everybody there, it seems like. You know, that was that was something uh, that I disliked about attending church. Really? Is being feel, feeling like you were forced to hang out uh, with these people who maybe you wouldn't hang out with otherwise. Oh, see, I when when I when I get to feel, when I when I feel like I'm, you know, lonely or whatever, I think I wish for at least a regular social community that I had to participate in where I couldn't uh you know, you know what I mean? Like, like the Knights of Pythias? Yeah, d- that's like exactly kind of I've been thinking about like what if I became a mason Why or don't something you become like a mason? that. But the thing is is I kind of wonder like if I became a mason, like I there's this part you of me that to says to me it. like yeah, yeah. There's, there's this part of me that says that says like well, if I did become a Mason, then I would have to become friends with people who had decided to become a Mason. And like of all the groups, like of all the psychographic demographic groups, probably people who decided to become a Mason are the least likely to be a good friend for me. You know what I mean? So there's so there's got to be a there's got to be a way to do it. I mean, you 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 could meet somebody in an improv class or a, a comedy events working together in comedy. That's a good that's a good in. Yeah, it's it's here. Well, here's the thing with John. Uh, you know, I kind of regularly participate in the LA uh, improv sketch world. Mm-hmm. I have a a kind of regular sketch group that does regular shows, and um, you know, it's kind of you know, it was kind of cobbled together by the bosses of the theater that I that I perform at. Um, and with kind of a lot of these the things. The theater he performs at, by the way, is Steppenwolf. The Steppenwolf, Steppenwolf. Theater oh. in Chicago. The Actors yeah, Gang. Really uh, uh-huh. So Tim Robbins kind of comes over right. and tells me what he... Jack Black. Jack Black. Uh, anyways. Um, so, yeah, but here's the thing I'm finding difficult with that is that, um, is that I feel like comedy dudes don't do a lot of non-comedy extracurricular stuff or it's hard cocaine yeah yes um they don't um so yeah i'm finding it hard to i i guess these guys that i like in this world it's easy to hang out with them in a comedy context but it seems like the just that general hanging out that you would want to do with a friend that doesn't involve a performance or a rehearsal mm-hmm. is 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 difficult. But it is a good way to find plenty of dudes you would want to hang out with. I'm just finding it. What's the what's the next step? Like, how do you change that? Yeah, you, you think you, camping you think, trip? Camp? Yeah, just go straight to a camping trip. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, I like that. Yeah. I like this. Let's pursue this. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about camping trip. But but. <laughs> But uh, have you, in your experience, found that when someone is pursuant of your friendship, that it's always kind of like it, I don't know, it sort of weirds you of, out a little, little bit? A little bit of a turnoff. Yeah, somehow. Yeah. Um, or you just wonder what their problem is somehow. I'll tell you what, <laughs> I'll they... tell you this. Yeah. A, if you, a, a year ago, I knew about a lonely sandwich. You know what I mean? I knew about him from the internet. But I, we were not pals. I'll tell you what made it easy for us to be pals. Two things. Two tech possible techniques. Number one, we like to go to the dog park mm. with our dogs. Oh, our dogs like to go. play together. The dog owner thing. So that's one thing. That's one good thing. Number two, we took Spanish class together. Now, granted, whoa, we both didn't that's... do very well in Spanish class. Yeah, but I pitched it to him because I knew, 
Oh, his girlfriend uh, is a native Spanish speaker, and mm-hmm. he doesn't speak Spanish just like me. He told you this, or you found this out. In I, your knew, I knew this. I via your snooping. friendship research. Well, I, I didn't. I didn't do the research myself. I hired someone to do the research. Okay. But um, from the dossier that they prepared for me, they suggested that his girlfriend was not a native Spanish speaker. He might be persuaded to take a course. Mm-hmm. What about taking a class? What about suggesting taking like a cooking class? With this guy. Yeah, with, with this dude. And, and present them as a surprise with like a sexy senior citizen cooking apron. And let they'll open up the box and be like, what's this? And they'll be like, we're taking cooking lessons. You and me. Thursdays at 8. You have to. <laughs> I have something then. Uh, just an apron and a certificate. Um, yeah, a knife but, set. You would want to include a oh, knife yeah. set. like a, Or at least a good chef's knife. You could. You wouldn't have to put that in the envelope. You could just hand it to them. So they open it and they see the they see the apron and the certificate, and they, and then you say you're going to take cooking class with me, and then you hand them the knife, which is a nice big chef's knife. Mm-hmm. Just hand them the knife. See what I'm saying? And maybe put some fake blood on the knife just to show them that knives are dangerous. Exactly. Oh yeah. For safety. It's like sake. hey, I'm looking out for you, bud. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Um, do you think you could but, take this? Do you think you could offer this guy the uh, either a camping trip or uh, a class you could take? Um, I think actually, in reality, both of those would be would be weird. But I mean, my, I don't know. Might as well go balls to the wall with it. Might as well say like, "Hey, I signed us up for a class. Yeah, like let's do this. Friend, friendship or bust is what I'll say." Let me ask you this: With like your friendship with the Lonely Sandwich Man, sure. <laughs> um, he... That's a good day, boy. <laughs> and, and it's working out well. You can go right? on, Sandy. Right. Okay. Yeah, working out great. Okay. Now, in uh, this again, in my experience, it seems like these kind of friendships can work if one of the guys is just like really cool and laid back about the whole thing. Do you know what I mean? And like, he isn't self conscious and thinking about the things that we're talking about. You know there what has we to need be one here? Person like that. You know what we need here. Jim Rayal, the master of Would You Rather. Oh, I feel like that guy could make that guy could go home. He could sp- he could leave work early, go home and take a two hour nap. And when he woke up, he would have three new friends mm-hmm. because he's that guy. He's uh, like he's ready to be pals with anybody. Yeah, he's ready to make friends. Yeah, I think I send out I send out I hate you waves. <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, but no, this is a personality type. There is this guy who just hangs out yeah you know? and it's easy i think this particular guy i'm thinking of um i think we're both two in our head i think that neither of us is the hangout guy would it be would it work if you guys uh just got drunk and like gave each other hand jobs or something just get it out of the way just get yeah, it right out yeah. of the way do it first sure well it's you know it's an option I it's think been a it's long worth... time since i've given a hand job guys i know well not since junior high Exactly, and why? Why do you think? Now. Why do you <laughs> think? Yep. Well, it's good. It's good. I'm not going to embarrass myself by saying. That's right. Would you like a hand job, <laughs> Jordan? Why do you think? HJ, all... dude. HJ. Why do you think all of your best pals are people who've been friends with you since you were 12 or 13 years old? Oh, because I gave them hand jobs right at the top of the relay. I never even put two and two together. Yeah, you thought oh. you were just thinking it was horny adolescence. Yeah. Huh. Uh, but actually, oh, it's that. a pretty direct relationship. Yeah. Do you think I could join a bowling league? I have a hard time imagining. I was thinking of joining Bowlers somebody. Love HJs. I had yeah. I had put up on I had put up on the Twitter um, and uh, on Ask Metafilter what like athletic activity I could participate in because I was looking for an athletic activity that was an actual sport. 
because uh, mm-hmm. I, I get really bored of any kind of exercise that doesn't have competition and rules. Mm-hmm. And but also was like open to someone who wasn't very good at sports. Sure. Um, and uh, and one of the suggestions was that I should join the Southern California Cricket Association. Wow. Because I guess the idea being that if you're in the United States and you're playing cricket, you're automatically bad. And they're just excited to have a guy playing with them. Yeah. You know like that's, I mean? That'd be an expensive. And that sounds like an investment. It sounds like a cricket requires a lot of very specific equipment. But I mean, think about the stuff I would have to pick up. Number one, I have to pick up a cricket sweater. Sounds great. I would love to have sure. a reason to you get a cricket sweater. I already sweater. have several. Number two, you'd have to get, a, of course, a cricket sweater vest. I have no problem. I'm on top of that. Um, I'd probably have to get special pants. I'm a boy for getting special pants. You know, like a nice white pant? Yeah. Like a summer pant? Do you need a cozy for your, your cricket bat? Absolutely, you need a, you're going to need a bat cozy, and of course a cricket bat. Cricket bat. Um, but a cricket bat's great because then I could start a fraternity and use it as a paddle. Sure, you know, paddling bottoms. Yeah, for paddling bottoms. So I'm considering the possibility of joining a cricket league right now because it has to be something that, like me, it's about it's an issue of balance here. Mm-hmm. This is the reason why it has to be something that is gay enough for me. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, just to to match my just general personal gayness, um, and then it, but but also not gay enough for me, because I'm also not gay. Sure. You know what I mean? I do. Like, and also I can't. It can't be like. It can't. I'm not going to do any ironic sports. I don't want to be in a dodgeball league. I don't want to be in a kickball league. I don't want to be in a four square league. Yeah. I don't want to play ultimate frisbee or juggle. Okay. You know what I mean? You don't want to learn any circus skills. No, I do not. You don't do want to not, acquire any accidentally acquire a circus skill. I do not want to circus acquire skill. circus skills. <sighs> John, what's your what's your non What do yeah, what do you do with your extracurricular? I don't have any. I don't have anything. Um I was considering I was considering, I think I mentioned to you, joining an improv group. Yeah, I mean, yeah. a class to learn because I feel like uh, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but, hmm, anything. Uh, I drink, but yeah. I often do that alone. Sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, that is definitely something that you don't have in your favor, Jesse, is not, yeah. not drinking. I think that's definitely an enemy to your friend-making and to your yeah. general hanging out. Because, yeah, I, I, I feel like most oh, of the think. hanging out I do is around. He, here's something, actually, that, Shoot. that, I, that I do do. Uh, my, my friends, uh, you know, the ones that I've been friends with since grade school uh, who hate me, um, we don't have the organizational skill to get it together to have a poker game or whatever, but occasionally after, like, I'm talking rounds of, like, group emailings among the five of us, say, we'll arrive finally upon a day, say a Friday evening, where we'll get together and drink and watch bad movies and uh, eat eat bad food, and we call it manarchy. Oh. What's an example of a bad it, movie you would watch? Uh, Like what? What was the last thing that we watched? Oh, man. You see, what also happens with me is I'm up early, and I usually uh, pass out on the couch. Does okay. Manarchy have a signature drink? Uh, we've dark got and a, Stormies lately. We've got a signature what's drink. In a, wait, I don't know what's in it. What is in a Dark it's and like Stormy? It's like rum and some kind of juice or something. Okay. My friend like a Howard, grapefruit juice, maybe? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I stick to scotch, and I usually fall asleep very early on the couch. <laughs> have you ever and, tried a Minnesota Danny before? 
No. Is it named after Danny Bonaducci? Uh, it's named after Dan Aykroyd and Danny DeVito. Oh. It's a blend of their signature liquors. It's the two Dans together at last. Sure. Exactly. Uh, it, you'll have one part of uh, Danny, Devel- Danny DeVito's uh, Lemoncello. By the way, I've been corrected by several people for saying Limoncello just because it's Italian and has an I, which would be pronounced as an E in Italian, but Danny DeVito's Limoncello. I would, sorry. And Dan Aykroyd's Crystal Head Vodka. Uh, with Canada Dry Ginger Ale in honor of Dan Aykroyd. Oh, did you created this? We we created we, we it. theoretically created it. It's never been actually made yet, but uh, we're gonna make it. We're, we're gonna make it. We're gonna make it and drink it on the air. Okay. Seattle, Washington, Monsters of Podcasting. We're making it and drinking it on the air. What do you say? Well, I'll believe that when it happens. Hey, I mean, I'll drink it. I'll 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 just. But you won't make it as long as somebody else makes it. Is that what you're saying? Fat face. I'm just saying. I I I'm skeptical. That it's going to actually happen. I drank Jordan kind of... Jesse beer. No, I'm not saying that you won't drink it. I'm just saying I don't think people will get together the ingredients. I'm I saying think it's going to I'm saying happen. it's pie in the sky. You're pie in the sky. I, I'm hap- <laughs> I'll be happy if it happens. I'm just saying it doesn't seem likely. Sorry. Hmm. Uh, did, you, did you have something about, about limoncello? limoncello? No, but I accidentally bought a bottle of Dan Aykroyd wine. Did you know he really? has his own wine? I, I, I did hear that. I yeah. was uh, going to uh, a dinner party hosted by a fellow radio person, and... Uh, was it Barbara I, Budd? It wasn't. It, it was not Barbara Budd. Um, uh, and I just was scanning the shelves, and I saw this label that had a microphone on it. And I thought, oh, how appropriate. And I bought sure. it, and then I noticed uh, on the way there that it was Dan Aykroyd. And his, so his thing, his uh, like emblem, was a microphone. Hmm. Well, because he's famous for uh, the time that he was on... Um, uh, 50 cents XM radio station uh, with a bunch of guys and they were talking about the Blues Brothers and it was the weirdest thing I ever heard on my on the radio in my entire life. And so and he created a wine based uh, around that label based about based around him uh, completely batshit insane lecturing some kind of secondary members of 50 cents entourage about old blues men. <laughs> wow. How was it? The Dan Uh It was okay. Was I think it, it was dry? Made... It was it. made with the spittle from that remained in the in the microphone. They would squeegee it out yeah. into a wine goblet, and then uh, I don't know, stomp some stomp some grapes in the shit. Did you have you guys read this new thing that Dan Aykroyd said about uh, the new Ghostbusters movie they're working on? He called it an abomination. Did he? No, he's oh. in support of it. Um, okay, he's writing it. I think apparently he thinks. That the old Ghostbusters are going to be training a bunch of Ghostbusters cadet kids uh, in using all these different technologies. Um, and the impression that I got from this quote that he put out there was that I think he thinks that the technologies in Ghostbusters are real technologies. I think he thinks that they're really fighting ghosts in these So it's movies. going to be like an actual series like documentary about a parapsychologist or I th- something. I think that's what he thinks... Uh, I think that's what he thinks Ghostbusters three is going to be. I mean, I'm, and it's going to be told from the perspective of the ghosts. Yeah. Ex- okay. Here no, we go. Like this that. is this is what the quote was. There will be a whole new generation that has to be trained, and that whole new generation will be led by an individual who you'll all love when you meet him. But I'm not going to tell you anything yet. There'll be lots of cadets, Slimer, boys and girls, <laughs> who'll be learning how to use the psychotron. 
the accelerators and all the new stuff, the neuron splitter, which is going to be the interplanar interceptor, and all of these great tools that they're going to have to flip from dimension to dimension. <laughs> he thinks it's real, right? He definitely uh, thinks I, it's real. Well, he's nuts. I mean, I think we, I think we, I think we could safely say that he's nuts. I don't His know. His video how... for Crystal Head Vodka has certainly pro- proven that. Yeah. Wasn't it, there was just recently that movie about that uh, dog that doesn't realize that he was in movies. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, Bolt. Bolt. Maybe Dan Aykroyd's sort of like that. He doesn't realize yeah, that he's in maybe, movies. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's why his, he's so great. His handlers like have an elaborate, uh, you know, elaborate mythology that they have to stick to. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of like a sort of like a, a, a Truman show type of situation. Yeah, maybe. But with with a lot of actors Jesse it, Bolt. It's more like Bolt. Sorry, I didn't see Bolt. God. Well, now if you'd say if I you told it. me it was a lot like Dougald, <laughs> sure. You, I would have Did you just make that word up? <laughs> no, that's a movie. Oh. It's like Bolt, it's an animated movie about a dog. Okay. And it exists, right? Uh, I I don't know what Dougald is. It's an animated movie about a dog, just like Bolt is. How come you guys know so much about Bolt and so little about Dougald? Because <laughs> I think I don't know about Dougald existing. I think Dougald does exist. May How do you spell it? not exist. How do you spell it? Don't be jerks, you guys. Is there an umlaut in there? There's on, not an umlaut. On it's the just U? not a something I dreamed. It only has an umlaut if it's something I dreamed. Did you see Hitler's Chihuahua? That's it's about not a this real little movie. doggy that. Runs around getting into all kinds of misadventures. Now he's Nazi making Germany. up. You can't just make up movies about Gold, dogs. Goldstein's movie sounds good. I'd like to see Hitler's Chihuahua. Yeah. You guys. You guys. Duel is a real movie. All right. It's a very special Jesse Jordan Go. <laughs> Have you ever cried on the air? <laughs> uh oh. Okay. Yeah. Now, when you now get you too, guys uh, are when you start to get too Coco. personal, Coco gets Sorry. mad. Okay. Look, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan. But yeah, Jesse's he has right on the air, like basically every other week. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. You're on Goldstein. I am Jonathan Goldstein, the Quebecois polygamist. Wow. I blew it. No, no, no. I like that. No, it had a kind of uh, local flavor. That's stupid. No. What's that kind of what's that kind of cheese curd fries? Poutine. Yeah. What about poutine? Poutine Pete, the poutine polygamist. Oh, <laughs> it's kind of got a nice uh, alliteration to You're it. You're not afraid to fuck around on your home poutine. Curd. Go out for some, go out for some strange curds. Is that good? What's that? Cheese curds and gravy and fries. Wait, can we try it again? The, yeah, the, sure. Absolutely. Try my name again. No, 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 this no is something. I mean, I got something blunt. Okay. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And I'm Jonathan Goldstein, monger of horrors. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny. No, it's creepy. What's a mongerer? A mon- like a whoremonger? Oh, a mongerer. Yeah. Wouldn't Horror. you just say monger of horrors? I should have just said whoremonger. 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 There's this guy in... Horror or whore? Whore. Horror monger? Whore. <laughs> you like to pronounce it as like a three-syllable word. Whore? Yeah. There's a man, uh, there's a a West Indian man uh, that sits at the corner of Powell and Market Street in San Francisco with this huge sign and uh, uh, just accusing people of being whores and whoremongers. Mm. Like, is it a biblical thing? It's a biblical thing. He means well. He that that lays down with the girl is a whore. She become a whore. 
and he is a whoremonger. And he'll just like yell this, and he'll he'll just point at you and just be like, whore, whoremonger. That's presumptuous. It yeah. is very much so. Is he an old uh, an older man? He's a middle aged man. I would put him <laughs> at sixty, fifty five, sixty. So if you were walking down the street with your wife and he pointed at her and called her a he whore, he might say whore. What, how would you react? I would say let it go. I would say thank you, sir. Okay. Because I'm not gonna, you know, he could have crazy man's strength. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Or a crazy man's gun. Yeah, exactly. A, bi- a Bible-toting man is not afraid to carry a weapon. No. Uh-uh. When's the last time you guys got into a street fight? The two of us together or solo? Oh, tag team or or solo? Sometimes yeah. we in this neighborhood. Jesse a lot of and times, I just have such different fight styles. We, I don't like it. Not that it gets like him the personally. Dutch windmill where you like just flail your arms around. Exactly. Okay. I do jujitsu. Yeah, Jesse's jiu-jitsu. more about grappling, and I'm more about kind of a wild, imprecise flailing. Mm-hmm. So Jesse, like, you know, Jesse, you know, he has his thing. He likes to get in close, take down pressure points. Krav Maga. And uh, I Krav just... Maga. I carry a, a baton. Uh... Have we talked about the woman who I would always pass when I was on my way to high school, when I was on my way to high school on the bus, and she would just go down uh, Brotherhood Way, this sort of like a big empty street in San Francisco, and she, kind of an overweight, middle-aged African-American lady in sweats, power walking with just a police baton in her hand <laughs> was she twirling it? just ready to just <laughs> kick anybody's ass that came by wow that's good that works right if you're gonna rape somebody are you gonna rape the lady who has a police baton in her hand or the lady who doesn't have a police baton in her hand well depends on how much rapist cachet you want <laughs> when you're hanging After around the fact the rape club sure later having a stogie and a scotch and then do they say to each other, like, I'm feeling rapey. You? Are you feeling rapey? <laughs> no. I'm kind of, I'm kind of blah lately. In case of the Mondays. <laughs> um, speaking of how we're going to feel about uh, this whole rape bit that we just did later, uh, one of our most popular segments on the show is called Moments of Shame. Um, in this segment, we ask you, the listener, to call in and share with us your greatest moments of embarrassment and shame uh, in your lives. Uh, we got some great calls this week. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, it's Corey in, North, in New York. Uh, you guys brought back moments of shame. It's just the right time. I've been dating a girl for a few weeks now, and it's going really well. I really liked her. Um, and I brought her home last weekend for the first time. And the next day, she was telling me that she had a lot of um, bruises on her, which I thought was odd. And then later that night, my roommate told me that he had had a bed bug infestation for the past couple of weeks and had decided not to tell anyone. And uh, she found out about that, and she dumped me. So things could be going better there. He's got bed bugs. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like it probably wasn't a... I mean, if you're, you know, she's probably looking for a reason to dump him. I'm sorry, dude. I mean, I don't want to be a... I'm not trying to be a dick here, but it sounds like if she dumps you because of, of bed bugs, it's probably... You don't know about bed bugs, though. I don't know. I feel like I feel like parasites and weevils, like a strong relationship can withstand that sort of weevils? thing. Weevils? You know? Yeah. Even weevils? Yeah, even weevils. What about like a squirmy little maggot? Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was probably just one of those things. She kind of she saw her opening and she took it. You know? What if one day 
you raised your arm to put underarm deodorant under your arm, and there was a squirmy maggot there, and it was because of a new boyfriend's uh, apartment. Wouldn't you break up with that guy? I don't. I don't know. Even if you kind of liked him, let me put it another way. Let's sure. say, um, you know, she was going to kiss you, yeah. and a maggot came out of her mouth. Yeah. Would... Or like a bunch of maggots, like. You still kiss her on the lips. Yeah. And her eyes turned red. Do you love her that much? I don't. You know, I, 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 I do, guys. I really do. What if she had cloven hooves? Where her feet should be. You know, the heart wants what it wants, guys. Fair enough. Any kind of any hey, goat, Jordan, any maggot spewing I... goat lady. <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off there, no, Jordan. Hey, that's fine. I just wanted to talk about a magic maggot spewing goat lady. Hey, Jordan, you go. I have a uh, moment of shame. Um, this happened probably when I was in uh, fifth grade, so that would make me something years old, maybe ten or eleven. I'm not really sure. I forget. Um, so this is only understandable if you understand that. Um, I was a huge believer in the, uh, in the, to put two names together and then they are living up in a tree and then they get married and they have a baby. Um, that song, like that, that, the fact that, that classic someone hit. found out that I had a crush on a girl, I was absolutely mortified that, or that would be hypothetical. Um, but either way, I, uh, had to pick a password for some, uh, online math course my mom was doing for me. And my password for all of my things was uh, this girl, the name of a girl that I really had a crush on uh, named Melanie. And I was just like obsessed with her. But uh, no one can know, obviously, because that would be, that'd be, shoot, that would be shaming to no, no amount. So anyway, I picked that password. And then, um, and then my, like, I, I'm listening, and he's like, all right, all right, get your mom on the phone. And so she gets on the phone, and he's like, all right. Um, she just talks a little bit, and then he's like, your son's password is M-E-L-A-N-I-E. And uh, I, I just hung up the phone. I was so ashamed, and uh, I'm, I just felt so bad. And... Uh, to this day, uh, I've never talked to my mom about it, and um, I don't know. I still feel a little ashamed about it. So. Why does he? Why does he feel ashamed? Now I played this because he clearly is consumed by shame about this. He's clearly at a walkathon or a fun run. Yeah, it was windy and he was out of breath. Yeah, he's he's out of breath. I think because he's punched in the gut by the shame. Yeah. Of his mom finding out the name of a girl that he had a crush on in sixth grade. Well, I think he didn't get to the part where he mentions that his mom's name is Melanie. Oh, oh. okay. Here's... I don't, you know, I feel like I I don't. Uh, the idea of sitting down and talking about a relationship or a romance thing with my parents is mm-hmm. pretty odd to me. I mean, mm-hmm. I still I still don't don't do it. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's odd. I, 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 feel a lot of embarrassment when. I mean, it's probably just you know something that wasn't talked about in my house a lot. Um, but yeah, I totally feel like embarrassed about, you know, it's just not something that comes up between me and my parents, like you know, issues of romance. Anyway, 
Yeah, I I find it even I don't know about you guys, but I find it even weirder talking to my dad than my mom about it for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like recently, I asked him because I found like as I'm getting older, I find myself actually feeling uh, attracted to older women, which is like cool, which is like something unexpected and a nice thing that comes with age. It's a yeah, little sure. benefit. So I asked my dad about it. He's like in his seventies, and. Uh, he ended up just giving me more information about it than I, I wanted, and I couldn't stop him, <laughs> and uh, I didn't want to hurt his he feelings. He opened the floodgates? It was a lot. It was a lot of information. That was a piece but, of, that was like the only piece of advice my dad ever gave me in his life. He was like, don't worry, because as you get older, you just find more women attractive. You see that? And that and that was it, right? He didn't go into any details no. about his love life with, with your mom or anything, as no. my dad is wont to do. Oh, my goodness mm-hmm. gracious. Yeah. Well, this next moment of shame, a, a little bit more of just a traditional, this would be a good one for the Boner Society. Oh, yeah. Um, your Boner Society, not well, the one that the alternate <laughs> 1930s Boner Society that you proposed to the world. earlier on in our conversation. Yo, Jordan, Jesse, this is a call about moments of shame coming from Carl from Michigan. This is from when I was in high school, and I'm 23 now, so, you know, at most I had been driving two years. And uh, I came home from, from high school one day, my awesome Toyota Corolla, and lo and behold, there were construction dudes in my subdivision. Now, where I live, this is not usual because this is a very new area, and things aren't usually in need of repair. And these guys had cordoned off an area with cones, and I, I slowed down to see what was up. And then they moved to the side as if to let me through. So I drive, I drive past, and lo and behold, I am stuck in wet concrete. And apparently I was not supposed to drive through, and they were moving to the side for some other reason. So I sit completely embedded in wet concrete with scary, big, burly construction men around me, and I did not know what to do. And what I decided to do was to just floor the floor it. I floored it, and I got home, and I hid in my house because I thought that if I went outside, they would beat me up. And meanwhile, the concrete is drying on my car, and... I eventually got it off, and I think they had to start over. But I think the moral of this story is that if you're in a union, you don't care when stuff like that happens because they just got paid more to do it again. <laughs> All right? Love the show. Bye. Kind of an interesting moral he picked up out of that. Yeah. Hmm. I think they the did chase him. Union men are trying, lazy. Yeah, union men don't care. Mm. I mean, really, that's not really a function of whether or not they're in the union. They're probably non-union laborers, probably getting paid hourly as well. It's due to the fact that they're Italians. <laughs> Jordan, Italians. Jordan, look, they're not all Italians, okay? And, and some the, of them are Irish. Mm-hmm. And this, the moments of shame. This is sort of like a church confessional, right? You cannot go to the authorities with anything that anyone calls <laughs> up, right? They oh, have absolutely, immunity. yeah. You can't turn anyone in for the reward money. Okay. Yeah, legally speaking. All right. Why? Did you have a moment of shame you wanted to share, or were you going to think on them? Well, I just thought maybe the authorities should have been alerted about what this guy had done. Yeah. No, I mean, that's that's city money, you know? Speaking of finks, Jordan, you may remember a few weeks ago, I had a few choice words for certain finks uh, in Portland, Oregon, who are listening to Jordan Jesse Go, then telling my sister-in-law things that I had said on Jordan Jesse Go. My sister-in-law was then telling my wife things that I had said on Jordan Jesse Go, and then I was getting in trouble That's low. for those yeah. things. That's terrible. Questionable behavior, Finks. Well, guess what? Now my wife and the Finks are in league. Oh, boy. What? My wife went to Portland to visit my sister-in-law, her sister, and she met the Finks in person. 
Mm. You mean she sought them out? Yes. Oh my god! It's it's ne- it's like you have a nemesis now. It's sick. It's a sick, fucked up. Yeah, that's world no, that's, that we're that's more in. than finkdom. That's uh, it's just that's mean. A, that's like super mean super for no villain. reason. These people, I these people. That's it. That's the end. These Fine. people. I can't believe it. I cannot believe that people would treat me this way. Wait, so so your wife got together with them? I'm because... just trying to entertain people, Jonathan. I know. You don't have to tell me. I'm just trying to bring a smile to people's faces. Are you crying? I'm not. I don't really cry. Not really. Not just a little. I just. Um, you want your binky? You want your baba? Do you have my binky? I have your nana. Why do you have my nana? Do you want an HJ? <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jonathan Goldstein. Poutine? No, it was a bad suggestion. (laughs) I steered you in the wrong direction. Oh, mongerer of whores, I think is what we... Poutina Yethers. Yes, sure. (laughs) Good. The Canadian Tina Yethers. Sure. It's a cheese curd, right? Yes, it is. It's cheese curds, gravy, and French fries. Is it good? It's better than good. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's really to to just describe it as those three things is to like be describing, uh, you know, life sustaining water as just you know a couple atoms of hydrogen and some oxygen. You know, it comes together and it really creates its own molecule. Where did where do you like? Is there a particular poutine restaurant that people a, go to? A poutinery? Like, yeah, sure. Interestingly, um, poutineria. There, there are some that I have that are favorites. I had a long-standing argument. I'm talking for years with my friend Josh about the existence of, uh, of this poutine place. I said it existed. He said that it didn't. Much like the argument that we had about uh, what was it called, Do- Doggy Do? What, what was the name of your movie? That was real. That uh, you can Dooled. remember the name of it. Dooled. It's a real movie. Okay. Um, there was a place called Rasputin, which uh, was. Um, a big picture of Rasputin outside mm-hmm. eating poutine, and he claimed that this didn't exist, and we argued about it for <laughs> years. And then I found, like, maybe, like, I found one or two references to it in, uh, when the internet came along. Sure. So I feel like I won that one. So You're a winner. Yeah. I would say that finding a reference to that qualifies as a momentous occasion, wouldn't yeah, you say? Yeah, uh, on this program, as you know, you're a regular Jordan Jesse Go I listener. I am, very much. Yeah. Uh, we ask our listeners to call in when something momentous happens to them uh, for a segment called Momentous Occasions. Hi, Jordan Jesse Go. Um, this is Ariel uh, living in Tampa, Florida. I download the podcast and listen to it. Um, anyway, so. <laughs> One of the best ways. I have a momentous occasion. I'm about to file my tax return myself, by myself, all by myself for the first time in my entire life. I'm sitting at my um, computer in my studio. Before she was doing I'm that. I'm an artist. And, um, uh, Wesley and Snipes shit. Which makes taxes complicated and hard to understand. But anyway, so, um, yeah. So, transmit returns now. And I'm pressing the button. It says updating. 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 Updating, enhance, enhance. You've just filed your taxes. Yes. 
Yay! I just filed him. <laughs> she seems so happy, right? Yeah. She was so happy, Absolutely. and I like that because she called in as it as was, it was happening. happening. Have you ever had one of those? That's what we're looking for. It has they do. Yeah. People try and do that sometimes. I like as it as it as it happens. Um, uh, when we're doing it, um, I think that's great. Sure. I, did you file your taxes, Jordan? I did. Yeah. You you have taxes in Canada? We do. We do. I file both American and Canadian taxes. <sighs> that's double taxes. Nah. So you have uh, you have Uncle Sam in your pockets as well as Uncle Bear <laughs> in your pockets. Uncle Bear, Uncle Bear, the classic symbol of the Canadian <laughs> Federation. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, you have to deal with spendocrats here in uh, the United States, and of course, no, socialists in Canada. Spendo labor. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. I once uh, filed my own income tax. <laughs> And I wouldn't do it again, Gesundheit, but uh, I learned a lot. Like, did you know that there are, this is kind of awful, there's um, clauses for, like, if your kid was kidnapped during the fiscal year. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah that's a did, thing. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, there's rules for when you can and can't claim. If there's a reasonable expectation that you can get your kid back, then you can claim your kidnapped child as a dependent. Hmm. Is that is that true? Is that so? Yeah, that's if you're so. not if you're not getting body parts mailed to you, yeah, then you can. Well, it depends how many body parts you've yeah, gotten and so which far. Ones, I guess like if you've gotten four fingers, say, but if you've gotten gotten if you've got one arm, then you're still in the clear. But if you get all the arms and legs, then there's no longer a reasonable expectation that sure. your child is still alive. Wow. <laughs> Hi, my name is Amber. I go by Amber P. But uh, in the Max Fun community, I'm known as Honeysuckle Duvet. And my momentous occasion is that I'm here at the Boston Burlesque Expo, and I just won Most Beautiful. Um, <laughs> Most Beautiful. About uh, loving my body and body image and being yourself. And it got a standing ovation. People were crying and inspired and felt really good about themselves. And I felt inspired and was crying and felt good about myself. And, I just, oh, don't choke up, don't choke up. Um, and I just wanted to share that with this. Anyhow, thank you so much for the name, guys, and Jonathan Colton. And, um, bye. Touching, right? Yeah. This, is, this was so touching that Honeysuckle Duvet was kind enough to call in and share this with us that I am not even going to make fun of something that's about body image, which is like such a breakthrough for me to have someone do a project on body image and then I'm not making fun of it because it's too touching. It's too great, right? Uh, John, I don't know if you were listening, you heard the episode. Uh, she is a burlesque dancer who needed a new name. Oh. And we gave her that name and I guess using <sighs> the confidence and uh, that she got from our awesome name, she won the coveted Most Beautiful Award. Using her solo that was about body image. Wow. wow. And everybody there was crying and standing up. It's awesome. That's great. That's it's wonderful. fucking great, right? right? Come on. Way to go, you? honeysuckle duvet, right? Also us. Yes, doing such especially. A job on the name. How about this? Yeah. Especially us. I'm going to have this lifesaver. Jordan, we're on the air. You can't eat lifesavers on the air. Come on. We're so great. Okay, we are pretty great. Hi, Jordan and Jesse. This is Debbie in Indianapolis, and I have a momentous occasion to report. I'm making bread for dinner right now, and I thought about telling you that I was also wearing the Jordan Jesse Go shirt I have, um, but I know how much you hate bullshit. So even though I do own one, I'm not wearing that shirt. So um, they smell delicious. Bye. 
Now, Breg, she's saying, is what she calls egg in middle of bread. Uh, some would call toad in the hole. Others would call one-eyed sandwich. Uh, there's been many, many suggestions for names for cutting a hole in a piece of bread and then frying an egg in the hole. Um, I, now, of course, it's self-evident to me that it's egg in middle of bread, but, you know, whatever. Um, so that's so. this is sort of a dual momentous occasion. And second, most important, she's not bullshitting us. Yeah. And I'm so tired. Coming out against bullshit. There's two things that I'm tired of, Jonathan. Number one, it's people bullshitting me. <laughs> Number two, it's Finks. So between Finks and bullshitters, I think this world's going to hell in a handbasket. Unless we get more people like these good people. Like a honeysuckle duvet. Like a lady who's making bread whose name I don't remember right now. These people are salt of the earth. These people are doing the Lord's work. They're not calling into shows and trying to lie to them. Yep, you're right. You're right about all that. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jonathan Goldstein. Putina Yethers. Yep. It's good enough, right? Yeah. When you combine, Jordan, I'm not sitting, I'm not a bullshit artist. That's a C plus B minus nickname. <laughs> Whoa. But. Coming from you. Thank you. But Jonathan Goldstein's what? An A plus guest radio host and author, right? Absolutely. There's no doubt about that. So that averages out to an A mm-hmm. because it's so good of an A plus. He got so many extra credit points in the areas of uh, guest, radio host, author. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but I didn't He had more than 100%. So he averages out to 94%, which is a solid A. Yeah. That's a regular A, not even an A minus. You're in A territory. You're a solid A, Jonathan Goldstein. A solid A. And we thank you and salute you. Grazie. De nada. Jacusto. La plume de ma tante. Another language. Um, man, that was a fun show, huh, Jordan? Absolutely. Okay, so what what do we is got this on the after our... show? This is the outro. We're the post show, the outro. post show wrap up. Okay, a okay. fun show. Uh, we got. We're still asking for moments of shame, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got the Great Crest and the Boner Society brainstorming going on on the forum right now. Uh, we've got a T-shirt contest for the upcoming pledge drive. You can vote on the forum right now. Um, we've got Jonathan Goldstein's radio program Wiretap, which you can listen to either at, I'm thinking, cbc.ca slash wiretap, um, or if, let's just say, you wanted to get the podcast, Jonathan Goldstein couldn't provide it to you, but if you were to combine the words unofficial podcast and wiretap into a Google search, I bet you could come up with one. Um, Jonathan Goldstein has this great new book called Ladies and Gentlemen, the Bible. It's hilarious retellings of Bible stories in the style of uh, the best-selling book, The Gospel According to Biff. I, which I'm, I'm unaware which of this none book. Of us. But, uh... so he's... This is a Dougald situation, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Goldstein, are you, you're, you, how much longer are you on your book tour? Uh, just uh, got a few more days, and that's it. Okay, so and, they won't uh... be able to see you on your book tour. They oh, can... well, no, they won't be able. This isn't live, right? No, it won't be out for a few days. So... Okay. Goldstein, won't, you won't be able to see Jonathan on his book tour. However, you will be able to see his book in bookstores everywhere, ladies and gentlemen, the Bible. If you don't buy it, you're probably a fucking idiot. You're a, you know, you know what level of idiot you are if you don't buy Jonathan Goldstein's book? 94% solid A. 
Yeah, which is coincidentally the same level of idiot you are if you don't buy uh, Andy Daly's CD. Yeah, wow. This is Jesse's highest level of endorsement. Andy hmm. Devil, Andy Daly's CD. Previously, hmm. products that have received this endorsement, Casper Hauser's Sky Mall and Andy Daly's CD, Nine Sweaters. I'm giving it to Jonathan Goldstein's book, ladies and gentlemen, The Bible. Mm-hmm. If you don't buy it, you're a fucking idiot. That's the end of the story. That's the end of the story, Jordan. Game, That's the end of the story. set, match. The victory to Yvonne Lendl. Mm-hmm. That's me. I'm the Yvonne Lendl of recommending humorous media, media products. Okay. Anyway, 206-9844-FUN. If you have uh, thoughts about the show, you want to uh, give us a momentous occasion, a moment oh, of yeah. shame. Oh, yeah. How do, how do dudes make friends with dudes? Uh, yeah, how do dudes make friends with dudes? If you want to you you recommend your strategy like to, for... I'd like to hear, uh, hear a lady's perspective on this. Like, is it, you know... But what's it like is for it, a lady? Is it easier for ladies in How does it feel for a lady? Just, That's what we're asking Are we here. just big? Um, and you could also email jjgo at maximumfun.org. Um, our theme music, Love You by the Free Design, courtesy of Light in the Attic Records. Um, and we'll see you next week right here on Jordan Jesse Go.